Hi everybody, welcome to Make Play, which is a podcast where we talk about stuff we've been making. And stuff we've been playing. Hey, Jimmy. I'm trying to get better at doing like the, the jovial the, podcast the duo, you know, toss this <laughs> to my guy. Um, this week we have a very special guest, Emily Koontz. Hi! This is Emily. Uh, do you want to give yourself a quick intro? Um, sure. I'm Emily. I am a student at the NYU Game Center. I actually know Jimmy and Nick because we were uh, co-workers at the mm. NYU Game Center Open Library. Mm-hmm. Of course. Fellow librarians. Prestigious. Yes, very, very <laughs> prestigious. It's true. It Learned fun. a lot. Uh, played a lot of games. Um, and I am... Uh, game designer, and I'm currently working on my Capstone. Oh my god, I'm so excited yes. to hear about that. <laughs> um, actually, yeah, it's just what are you working on for Capstone? <laughs> so for my Capstone, uh, I'm so basically what I've been focusing so far in my game design career has been, I guess, mostly in game academia. Okay. Uh, I'm really interested in like um, huh. how party games and house rules work so i've spent like yes, two semesters right. I'm, yeah i'm excited to hear you've like investigated that further yes two semesters studying beer pong specifically <laughs> um and so i guess i've done a lot of research on beer pong i'm probably one of the only people ever who's done research on <laughs> beer pong because there's very little literature <laughs> online um so i wanted to make a digital game that sort of reflected that sort of research in my experience as a suburbanite mm-hmm. from Illinois. Right. And so I'm working on a game that's emulating what it's like to be bored in the suburbs. Okay. And this is, is this is a video game? Yes, this okay. is a video game. It's a digital game that is currently, I'm not exactly sure what form it's taking mm-hmm. in terms of structure yet. But it's, right now, it's a bunch of vignettes that are tied together by, like, a loose narrative. Okay. Um, and they're all, like, doing little different things that I did or were inspired by things me and my friends did when we were bored. Yeah. Like, snorting ketchup for money. What? Or... <laughs> <laughs> you said that way too casually. I'm sorry, but that is not a thing people normally do in the suburbs. <laughs> Nick, did, did, have you heard anybody ever do that? You know. I mean, lots of people do lots of weird stuff with food for money. I guess. Lots I mean, of people do lots of weird stuff for money. You don't need to add with food. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just thinking about kids, like all the weird stuff we would do like at lunch and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like definitely a lot of kids snorted like the Kool-Aid powder because that was like uh, a powder. Uh-huh. But ketchup. Yeah, I did. I did snort ketchup for money. How much money? A dollar. It okay. wasn't even a lot of money. But that's money though. Yeah, it, it was money. You know, I did get a dollar from yeah, it. Yeah, you can but, get some candy with that. I mean, it's the eternal question of like, did I do it for the money or did I do it to do it? Which yeah. I think is like the thesis of my yeah. game. Oh, like, why do we do, like, how bored do you have to be to come up with these yeah. things? Yeah. And like, why is this particular cultural context so rich with these activities? Yeah. God, and like, how do we get to this place as a society even? Like, to have so much time with so little to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Have you, I, I'm assuming you've played a lot of the Night in the Woods? Yes, yeah, I played Night in the Woods this summer. And so yeah. that definitely inspired me. Um, it's a little different approach, though. Mm-hmm. I think the, the, it, it's, I guess it's less nihilistic than my <laughs> interpretation oh, of it wow, is. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> In the sense that there is this um, 
you know, like it is, it does make uh, have a good feel for doing the same things over and over again yeah. and just like getting through your day by doing yeah. like what's the most interesting thing you can find. Yeah. Um, Games are definitely good at like having repetitious actions be uh, an okay mechanic to sort of use as a metaphor for doing repetitious things in life. That's like one of those like narrative design uh, aspects or like hooks that you can do where it's like you're repeating this action over again in the game literally as the character does it in their lives as well and it like yes. really it just really works because there's a lot of that already in games mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. so it's a bunch of vignettes and it's just kind of like mini games or like yeah sort of i think it's uh I th- the way i'm structuring it right now is sort of like scenes in a film okay um so you're going about these like very mundane actions that are basically you and your friends deciding on something sort of interesting to yeah, do. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the it's this arc of mini games, I hmm. guess, or like almost like interactive activities. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you have like kind of options as you're going through. It's like, do we like go to the mall or do we like try and bake cookies at home? And like player gets to decide sort of what they do. That's that's what I'm sort of trying to figure out right now is yeah. how much because this game is about like the lack of autonomy of right. especially hmm. i've been doing since i'm from the midwest and i tie a lot of my identity to the midwest mm-hmm. i was trying to do research for this game uh historically on things about the midwest and if you look on like google scholar or anything you can find very little literature on the history of the midwest it's this weird huh. uh thing where everyone just assumes like these midwestern suburbs never change right right everyone's always like oh you know the suburbs like they'll stay the same forever but that didn't happen and people in the suburbs have the same assumption so when something like like the 2008 recession hits Mm -hmm. these like areas and everything does change people are like not equipped for this change and so it's this particular Mm -hmm. social context that is i feel like under researched and i don't understand it yet so this game is kind of me trying to figure out what what this meant for like us growing up right right this one little specific slice of that whole like change in effect in that setting yeah i feel like most of the time i've heard about people studying like suburban culture it's just been like white flight in general and like the Mm -hmm. sort of first outpouring of people into these like more open lands and like the classic like 60s like oh everybody has their own car and their own lawn and their own whatever um, but nothing really beyond. I was like, okay, now the suburbs are here, they exist, and we don't need to worry about them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm assu- I am I hope, like, as time goes on, there'll be a little bit more literature surrounding, like, the ways in which those, like, suburbs have changed and developed, I guess, in response to, like, cities continuing to get, like, just absolutely more and more massive. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something interesting. What So what has it been... I guess like to work on like I mean how has it how has it made you feel it's it's very interesting because it's a game that's super personal to me so I want to do it just like as much justice as possible yeah and you're working Um, on it alone yeah I'm working on it by Mm -hmm. myself uh I don't know I that might change in the future because I'm not too much of like a graphic artist um but yeah, so we'll see. But yeah, I'm working on it by myself and it's something that's like a reason why I'm hesitant to bring people on to because it is right. something so personal yeah, to I've me. Been there. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very like I don't know, it's a very reflexive experience because I am making this like a game which, you know, games are about autonomy, about this lack of autonomy. Yeah. Um that 
like a lot of people experience growing up. Right. And so that is like a weird, a weird dynamic. And it, it like makes me think of how much like how my personal relationship with autonomy like right. in it's my like, have situation. I really decided yeah. to be in this place in life or was I just kind of shuffled along mm -hmm. until I arrived here yes yeah I mean that's interesting because I feel like a lot of narrative based games don't offer the player a ton of uh, mm -hmm. autonomy in general but like either pretend to or like try and do some smoke and mirrors so it feels all organic but it's nice to like actually acknowledge like no this is just what it is mm -hmm. and it's not going to be any different like your decisions and your personality does not matter in this context huh nice and so you're working on this one for Capstone for two semesters, like the full year situation, or? Uh, I'm not sure, I'm graduating in the fall. Oh, so okay. uh, after this semester, I'm gonna see how much more work I wanna do on it. If I'll just like work on it a little bit more over the summer or continue to work on it in the fall. Mm. Nice. So, well, see. we're all from the suburbs here. Nick is also from the burbs. Yep. Um, I have always wanted to make a good suburban game. I guess, I don't know what it is. I get, uh, I guess I'm thinking about the, I think Spike Jones directed like a, a short film for Arcade's Fire. Yes, album. I watched yeah. that last week, yeah. like trying to find inspiration <laughs> for my game. But that's like that's like the the sort of alt punk like I'm in the suburbs and I'm like angry. I'm gonna break mm -hmm. stuff. Kind, of, it's I guess more Night in the Woodsy if anything. But it's like also fictionalized this uh, sort of apocalyptic war that's happening in the suburbs. But like the whole but, which. Is cool like it's a very nice thing to like look at and be like oh this is so emotional whatever like this music's so good but also like the whole point of like the suburbs is that nothing happens there so now you're introducing like this war where like conflict and stuff is like no, no 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 that's not what it's about man like that's really not what's going on and maybe there was like a larger metaphor that i wasn't seeing in the whole album did you did you pick up any like greater sort of like is this war like a symbol for something else or i don't i i also i could not relate to that it was like it had this beautiful like nugget of being bored and the, these relationships yeah. between these people but then i i also was like it lost me at the yeah. strange war going on between towns and it was like yeah. felt almost like shakespearean that's true. <laughs> like, yeah yeah nick have you listened to that album before Which i one? feel like i must have played uh uh the suburbs by arcade fire it's probably one of my all-time favorite albums. You might recognize it if we put it on the airwaves. Yeah, I might. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever sat down and listened to it yeah. with any intention, but yeah. yeah. They talk a lot about like suburban wars and like random little like snippets from suburban life. And I always kind of interpreted it as being just the general neighborhood like uh sort of anal neighborhood tendencies about like lawn length and the general sorts of aesthetic things that people want to be a very specific way and now they're like angry this other town is trying to build their golf course in the wrong spot where we're going to put our community pool but this like video seemed to like really do it very literally and maybe that's okay but i don't know there's also an element of like growing up because the one kid like cuts his hair yeah 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 it's interesting it is interesting um so that's capstone but the fun thing about being in college and the part that like I kind of miss about it is that you also are working on how many other projects at the moment like maybe one just ended so uh -huh. maybe like two <laughs> okay so three going on two at yeah the, at this point in time um i guess you don't have to talk about everything that you're working on but like are there any what other projects are you like excited about uh well i'm in pixel prototype which mm -hmm. is a class where you make a game every week um and so you're given a theme and you must interpret this theme in whatever way you would like right uh, so this week's theme is 
Crowds. Crowds. Okay. Yeah. So huh. I'm working on a game about uh, most people have been interpreting it like what it's like to be like anxious, surrounded by people. Right. Yeah. But for me, crowds mean something different because I like attention. <laughs> <laughs> and so I I want to I'm trying to figure out a way to emulate like what that means in a game it's like yeah. commanding a crowd and like yeah. the good and bad things right. of trying to achieve the like unending satisfaction the goal struggle of yeah. being noticed right and then what do you do with that once you've been noticed like is it just for like maintaining this position of being having people look at me or do i want to like use it for something or... yeah well it's like never sustainable right. that's the thing yeah. so that's i'm trying to figure that out how yeah. to make this um this like i guess cycle of you're going and trying to get all these people to listen to you and follow you but how that like can never yeah be sustained and how yeah. exhausting it is and you, it shouldn't be either like mm -hmm. if, if you were to do that for too long like you would i mean i guess yeah it just can't sustain itself <laughs> but there are like a lot of ways it could fail and some mm -hmm. of them are worse than others yeah and so you're using is that pico 8 that you guys yeah, are using pico 8 nice i've I, I think i like purchased the download or something at some point and maybe like did a tutorial but haven't really touched it since then it's definitely well it's it's in lua right so which mm. is a language for people who don't program but yep. because of that it's not <laughs> yeah. do you know lua nick a little bit yeah. yeah it's very minimal so because it's in lua it's not like object oriented mm -hmm. like you know unity is where you yeah. just like, like drag and drop yeah. what it's like a scripting language yeah yeah so you you have to like any collisions or anything is mm -hmm. you being like if this pixel is in the same place as this pixel yeah um yeah. Like using processing yeah yeah i, was, it is like I using was just thinking processing. about that yeah how how tedious that was yeah which is there are good things to it and because it makes you when you're limited which i think going back full circle to yeah. my capstone is like when you're so limited uh you have to be creative right you have to be creative to like do these boundaries well I'm, you understand i'm sure as creators who only have so much time and energy yeah. um that like when you uh, don't have all these every resource available to you you are you have to develop your own way to yeah. do and, anything yeah. and certain at certain points you also just have to make decisions and just like mm -hmm. not look back so much which is definitely something i struggle with about like committing to doing a thing Cause like I vacillate so much between like wanting to commit to doing something and getting good at it and just like sticking with it against like getting distracted by something and trying to resist that urge for so long that I'm just kind of like in this weird in-between space where I'm getting nothing done in either sense. And like, okay, so do I just go with whatever I feel like doing like right then and just like not really think about it and just be as productive as I can doing whatever it is I happen to be doing? Or do I really just try and get better at focusing so that the next time I get somewhat distracted by something, I don't end up wasting time deciding on if I should do it or not. Um, which I don't know if that actually makes sense. Jimmy is very wrapped up. I do a lot of self-investigation. Yeah. <laughs> like whenever I go to therapy, it's literally just me talking about my own brain and them just being like, okay. <laughs> I don't know if that just means like, I don't really need that much of a therapist to help me through some stuff or if they're just really bad. Cause I never really end up coming away with much more clarity. I've just kind of like investigated some new nooks and crannies and like thought about things from different perspectives, but they don't always really help very much or like mm -hmm. stick in any meaningful way. Huh. But that happens a lot. It's weird. Well, it's good. It's 
like refreshing for me to hear that because uh, I've heard from uh, many people that like post college being in an environment where you can constantly dissect yourself and what you're doing. It's weird. I'm raising difficult. my hands right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. Because college like is that like breeding ground for you to like interrogate yourself and interrogate right. everything in the world. Right. And but you have no time to really do it. Yeah. 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 Which is so, there's a lot of things going on, but once you like settle into a groove after you've graduated, there's like, I don't know, is that, yeah. is that true no, for I you agree, that there's yeah. less? There's like more introspection because I don't have so many external things to think about once mm -hmm. I get out of work. It's mm -hmm. like, once I, when I'm at work, I will say it's like very zen. I feel like I'm like at college in class or like sitting down at the library doing work. Yeah. Um, closer to that, like sitting at the library and doing work when I'm at work. But uh, once I get home, it's like, what do I do? Like, what yeah. is the goal? It's food, clean, sure. That yeah. Once that's done, what right. the hell do I do then? Yeah. <laughs> so, Nick, what have you been working on? Uh, mostly bass guitar recently yeah. still. Um, really just playing a lot, a lot of bass guitar, uh, which has been going all right. I'm actually learning things that I should have learned a mm -hmm. long time ago mm -hmm. before I actually got okay at playing the instrument, like... Music, like notes like actual <laughs> music mostly I just like learn by ear yeah and that carried me up to this point and now I'm like I want to know why I'm doing what I'm doing and right. not just what to do and knowing that that sounds like that or this sounds like that I kind of yeah. want to know why it does so yeah I'm trying to do that and that's been it's been going all right yeah well it's good because I feel like last week you said you were like we last week was when we actually like acknowledged that you were very specifically trying to get better at bass and like yes. doing it in a more like systematic way and here you are still doing it yep two one one week two weeks strong yeah i mean following well, your goals yeah <laughs> i used to play a whole lot of bass all the time and that's how i got to where i have been for a while in the yeah. first place and right. now i'm like well it's time to do that again you yeah know? yeah yeah what's great about a musical yeah. instrument yeah. is like by just playing it you will naturally get better at it it's like if you even if it's in any capacity obviously mm -hmm. like taking like a formal approach to it will help you like it, develop certain skills right but if you just like playing an instrument and you just yeah. do it all the time you will like would naturally progress yeah you just have to be careful not to develop bad habits essentially mm -hmm. and once you figure out what you need to avoid doing like posture wise yeah. or just etc like usually it's really basic stuff that you have to worry about that for as long as you like practice with a metronome after that essentially like yeah you're good like you know try to imitate people who are good etc yeah and emily you've played instruments before you come from a somewhat musical background is that right yes i was in marching band in high school <laughs> so uh, i know everything there is to know about music <laughs> oh um God. yeah i played uh keyboard i played the synth one year and oh, then i played man. bass drum my senior year wow. so yeah i was in percussion world and i took i did take music theory and my senior year of high school i actually took band class and hmm. played the bassoon hmm. wonderful which, yeah <laughs> don't know why really but i do have a year playing the That's bassoon awesome though i, I feel like i barely even know what a bassoon looks like like i know it's, it's the one with a little thing a big bit, boy and, and it's really big it is large. Mm -hmm. it's very heavy oh no you have to have it, it comes with a strap but you like sit on the strap huh you don't like put it around like a you saxophone know that. That's true. yeah yeah it was really weird <laughs> I always just think of um, Peter and the Wolf when I think of bassoons for some reason. I feel like because that was the, that was that one like short animation thing where like all the different characters have very specific uh, instrumental associations with them, and it's sort of like 
is the introduction to like how sound can characterize and like add character development to things and the bassoon i forget who it was but it was very like recognizable it's like oh that's the bassoon because yeah. they like would ask us afterwards like okay so who was peter or like <laughs> the bassoon. when did the bassoon happen i was like i know i know where the bassoon is yeah, yeah you once you hear the bassoon you can never forget it can't the bassoon. you can't unhear the bassoon um so i guess maybe for 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 everybody like is there anything that specifically you're trying to get better at doing that you're like eyeing up or like just sort of working on already Huh. Everything always. <laughs> <laughs> Specifics. Um, I guess right now, because I'm at the point where I have like prototyped my capstone sufficiently, mm -hmm. but the thing that's missing is my narrative arc. Right. And I w would love to get better at writing, but it's something right. that's like so important to me that oh, I've been man. putting off and putting yeah, off. And true. I'm like nervous it won't be good enough. So well, it I definitely won't be good the first time you do it. Just oh, accept yeah. that. Writing is rewriting. And just, just barf and then just massage the the vomit essentially is the only yeah. advice I have. That's that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna have to just jump into the deep end, mm -hmm. ready to massage. Yeah. Because that, <laughs> that Sometimes is... you gotta massage. <laughs> you gotta massage it. Every now and then. And but don't forget you can also throw it away, because it is kinda gross out sometimes. Yeah, that is true. I was I was rereading something that I'd written like a couple of years ago, which was like I'm I just have to stop. Like this mm -hmm. this is not salvageable. Mm -hmm. I am not gonna try and work on this. Yep. This is I'm just gonna leave it the way it is, preserve it in this horrible horrible yeah. state as a warning to myself, <laughs> never <laughs> yeah. to touch. And it. also as like a reminder of like okay, like I think I'm bad now, but just remember how bad this was, okay? And just you'll feel so much better. That's right. I've been going through like my I've probably had this list for like three or four years. You know, you have your idea list. Mm -hmm. Mine's in my phone. And I was going yep. through it, and some of them, I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> like, but I did find a good one, okay. which no one listening to this can steal this, uh -huh. or I will sue a bartender <laughs> named Bart Ender. Oh, there it is. I was is. like, wow, uh -huh. high school Emily was on to something. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> That's probably the best idea of the whole thing. That's so great. the bar's really low. <laughs> <laughs> All he has to do is like field people making puns about his name the whole time. That's yep. That's that's art. That's the game. That's art. That's all it is. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, Nick, did you have anything you wanted to mention on that on that end of things? The goals, aspirations. Uh, it's really just been getting better at base. Yeah. Getting better at Smash Brothers, mm. which has mm. been fun. Mm. <laughs> and uh, yeah reading more. Those those have really been my only nice. goals as of late. Yeah. Yeah. I finally finished reading Dune. Um, Ooh, which was a... was a trip and a half. Uh, I won't get. It, I won't start talking about it because if I start talking about it, we'll be here for another like half hour. <laughs> uh, have you read Dune though, Emily? I have not read Dune. It's a lot. Like if you're into like big world building sci-fi stuff with like a very well thought out cultural world, Dune's pretty good. They they cover a lot of different angles on that. Uh, definitely dated in certain aspects, but uh, interesting also because they're gonna like do a remake of uh, or not a remake. But they're gonna make a movie out of it, um, which is maybe kind of a remake because there's already a film made about it uh, by David Lynch, which, from what I understand, was absolutely horrible. Um, <laughs> I was talking to uh, my girlfriend Fiona's dad about it last night, and he was like, 
wasn't a good movie. I watched the whole thing, but I really did not like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's something about heart plugs getting ripped out. It was it was basically like a it's it's like a cult favorite, I think, but I, I don't know if the cult that likes it is the same cult that likes the book Dune, so Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope not. But there's probably some overlap. I mean, there's kinda gotta be. Um but I think the new film is gonna be directed by the the person who directed Arrival. Oh. Um which from what I hear was pretty okay. Um, again, I think the short story was better. That's just me. We don't have to get into it. Uh, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back uh, with the stuff that we've been playing. Thanks. Hi, everyone. This is Camille Decova coming at you tonight with our new app about reminding you. Are you sick of your notifications on your phone, mm. vibrating in your pocket, mm. making little ding noises? Mm. Well, guess what? Now we're offering smooth jazz reminders for all your reminding needs. When your grandma comments on your Facebook profile picture, don't you want it to come at you with the sounds of the sweet saxophone? When your great uncle emails you about your birthday, don't you want to hear a nice lick on the bassoon? Well, guess what? Now you can with smooth reminders. This is Camille signing off. Oh, sorry. I just got a notification. Ha ha ha. <laughs> and we're back. Thanks, Camille. That was surprisingly sensual. Um, but everybody likes getting a nice calm breeze when their granny texts them. So I know I do. Download that stuff fresh on the App Store. I have and... to take a shower after this conversation. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, this is the second half of the show where we talk about the video games, or just games in general. I keep saying video games, but games in general we've been playing. Um, so what's what's been on the docket? Well, I was recently given a Wii for oh free. Oh my god, what a with, steal. Yes, with a stack of games. So since I did not play a lot of Legend of Zelda growing up, I've been playing Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Mwah. First Zelda game I ever actually completed. Really? Mm -hmm. I played a, a couple of them when I was younger, but did not have the attention span to finish them at all. Mm. Still never beat Wind Waker. I've tried like four times. Yeah, Wind Waker is the only one that I have like played a little bit and mm -hmm. I, I never beat it. Maybe if they bring it to the Switch, I might go for oh, it. I play the shit out of it on the Switch. Yeah, because like they, they did the Wii U, Wii U yeah. but like who has a Wii U? Come on. Yeah, that's true. Um, so what games have stood out stood out from this like pack? So you got Twilight Princess. Uh, there's I'm looking to play Metroid next because it's GameCube games too. Right. Since uh, the Wii was backwards compatible, oh, the good God. old days. The good old days. Um, so that's that's next on my list. But I've only I was like I I just complete games so infrequently yeah. that I was like, I will play this one okay. and I will commit to it. Nice, nice. What do you do to like, com like, how do you enforce that in yourself? Like you see a shiny different game or something else and do you just like slap yourself in the face a couple times? You're like, no, we have to finish this one. 
Or like, what, what happens if you lose interest? In it? Like, do you still like force your way through? Well, if it's if I don't feel like it's worth finishing, then I'll drop it. Right. But I do definitely like when I'm like, oh, I want to play a game. I have one game to commit to. It's like yeah. Netflix when you have, you're watching like three shows at a mm, time. It's like, yeah. what if I just committed to one? Yeah, I miss the DVD days of Netflix. Like my my family got in on that like Us early. Us too. We're grandfathered yeah. in. That's <laughs> amazing. I think I think yeah because. I think we probably are too. Mm-hmm. I feel like that conversation happened at like Thanksgiving one year. It's like, why do we still get in, get these DVDs? Like, no one even watches them. It's like, well, occasionally we do, and we don't really pay for it. So, no, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> thanks My- Netflix. Yeah, but it's like it's like it for it's again limited by constraints. It's like this is the DVD we have, so we're gonna just watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of like cycling through like different movies for like. Oh, an hour and a half or whatever and then watching the office anyway you know yeah, that's what i miss about like cable tv because <laughs> like we don't <laughs> have cable tv in our apartment yeah. we just have like hulu netflix right. amazon prime yeah. so there's no like be waking up at 2 a.m trying to fall back to sleep finding like the weird alien yeah. tv shows oh, where people God. talk about their encounters with alien. yeah <laughs> those <laughs> are like the Asian best aliens. when you watch yeah. those in the middle of the night and you're like what <laughs> who are yeah. you who made this, this show but still this is like the best content i could have asked for at yeah. this time Ex- that was exactly what i needed <laughs> i went up to um beacon new york a couple weekends ago to go to the dia beacon there but we got there and it had closed. Like they had said the closing was gonna happen like the night before. And so we hadn't checked that morning. It's like, is it still gonna be open? And we go all the way up there and it's closed. So this was uh, with, with Fiona and we were kind of like, well, we could just get back on the train and go home and have wasted an entire day. Or we could hang out in Beacon, New York and just see what there is to be seen and rent a cheap room somewhere and then go back the next day, uh, which is what we did. And it was, it was a good time. It was like a nice little adventure. Beacon, very cute. Uh, there's one coffee shop. I don't remember the name of it, but it was amazing. They were playing the Mega Man soundtrack when we walked in. Wow. Followed by the Minecraft soundtrack. <laughs> like, Mega Man ended and this, like, calm piano noise, like, started happening. I was like, wait, where do I know? This is, I know this from somewhere. It took me, like, a good, like, five minutes before I was like, Minecraft! There it is! Um, but then, like, the bartender also, or barista, had, like, so many video game tattoos. Like, all the way up his neck. Like, every piece of, like, skin, aside from, like, his actual face had, like, NES controllers and, like, pixel art and, like, other kinds of concept stuff on it. It was awesome. Yeah. And the hot cocoa was amazing. Um, Oh, Beacon. Who knew? Yeah, seriously. Uh, But this is all just to say that, yeah, that night at the hotel room, he turned on the TV and they were having a Jurassic Park marathon. And it was amazing. So, there you go. See, sometimes it's exactly what you need when you Mm -hmm. give... I think I read a study one time that, like they had all these photography students take pictures yeah. and they had like the control group um they, they got to pick one picture to keep and one to send away hmm. and the control group uh had to rate how much they liked the one they kept and then they uh, like two weeks later rated it again right and then the other group they had them rate them how much they liked the one they kept and then Two weeks later, they gave them the option to change right. the one they picked with the one they sent away. Yeah. And then when they, um, like a couple weeks later, when they went back to the two groups, the ones that never got an option liked their picture more. Hmm. Hmm. So they were like, they they would rate theirs higher than the other one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. because they didn't get a choice to like sw- switch it with right. another one. Right, right, right. They like, I think, learn to like it yeah. rather than like anticipating like, that, should, do I want to change yeah. this? Do I not want to change this? That is 
a really important skill that no one has told me about in my mm-hmm. entire life mm-hmm. until I like realized it well like with like friends or, or or whatever just like you know or like just life in general it's like okay well this is like where I am like this is what I'm doing I have a certain I obviously have a, a fair amount of mobility but within these parameters because like these are my general desires in the first place like I should just learn to like love these things and it's gonna it's gonna work out like some of it's a bit of like mental judo to like convince yourself of things but oftentimes like I mean I don't know at that point it's it's thought is becomes sort of arbitrary it's like okay well this is what I think does it really matter how I got here maybe but also maybe not if it's not like harmful really you know if I am happier because of this and have like been able to you know fall in love with this you know in this way yeah it's weird it's like I don't know something about limitations is like such affects us so profoundly (laughs) I guess even like I the reason why I'm playing like Legend of Zelda right. Twilight Princess isn't because I like was like I really need to yeah. play this like <laughs> Wii breakout game it's just mm-hmm. like it was given to me so I, now I'm like committed yeah yeah how deep are you by the way I'm not super far I just mm-hmm. like helped the first light spirit oh, what, what so, were the light spirits were they the you, in the twilight areas yeah it's like the the part of Hyrule that's been um shaded by shadows mm-hmm. or whatever they, they like took the light from the light spirits yeah. and you have to find like the oh, light tears that's right yeah yeah man i really uh, man the, i feel like that game had really good uh piano music at one point that i tried to get my piano teacher to like teach me but i had like passed that point in the game and didn't know to how to like find music on youtube which you can do very <laughs> easily and i did not think to do it so i told him like let me just like you can teach me, but I'm going to have to like play the whole game again until I get back to that level. <laughs> and of course, I never did that. So I think it was like, uh, what's the what's the like crazy girl's name? That Midna. Has the, Midna. Midna's theme or something. Mm-hmm. There's a very dramatic part that happens late in the game that has some great music. Uh, so look forward to that. Um, Nick, uh, what have you been playing? Other than Super I Smash mean... Bros. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that and uh, Apex with Jimmy, which has been kind of fun still. Um, that game is... That game is alright. This, this is the only Battle Royale game I think that I've actually like enjoyed mm-hmm. playing, yeah. honestly, so far. Wow. Which is nice. I don't, I messed around with the other ones I think I might have mentioned before with mm-hmm. friends of mine, and we never really were too interested in any of them. But this one's been alright. Yeah. Um, yeah, we still are getting our little butts handed to us, though. It's true. Yeah, mostly because I'm a pansy and don't want to like <laughs> fight anybody, so I'm not getting better at fighting people. <laughs> Um, ad infinitum. <laughs> yeah, right? But, uh, yeah. Let's see just that. Um, there's something else. I played board games with my friends recently. I played Betrayal at the House on the Hill, which is fun. Ooh. And Turo? Turo? I forget. That's one with, like, these little rocks that move around on the board. I don't know. Actual rocks? Uh, no. They're kind of rocks. Part of the game is you have to go outside and scavenge some rocks. I like the way that sounds. I'm into looking at dirt and rocks. Mm -hmm. But wait, how does it how does it work? Um, the betrayal works via like I don't know. Betrayal's complicated. Betrayal's fun. Betrayal's different every time you play it. You make like a house. Concerned with the the game about rocks. (laughs) The the rock game. You put your little icon down on the board mm-hmm. um at sort of it's which is organized into squares and each square kind of has two 
inputs per side. Hmm. So basically, if you have a square, you could come down from sort of like the top middle left, the top middle right, right, like all the far right top, the far right bottom, okay. and sort of like there's just four, eight total like inputs into mm -hmm. a square. Mm -hmm. And then you have these little pieces that have sort of lines on them that cross over each other and turn around and each one maps from one input to the other one. Yeah. And you move across oh, okay. via those little roads. And nice. so the idea is you want to, you don't want to fly off the map mm -hmm. um, and right, okay. you don't want to crash into anybody else. If you yeah. crash into somebody else, you both die. Right. And if you fly off the map, you die. And it becomes this fun little game of like, you're trying to keep yourself alive, but also you're trying to like plan your route sort of so are you the trying map. to like collect stuff or no just you're just trying alive. to stay alive okay. until the okay. end and it gets really intense usually the last couple pieces like it'll turn out you're trying to figure out is there a piece i could play that will like keep me alive but also kill this other person right. Right. because if i play it they have to now follow that path that yeah. i just played in front yeah. of them um hmm. which is it's just it's a fun game yeah I and so a lot. you're sort of held in by the parameters of like the table you're playing on as well like if i play on like a really weird it's, shaped table well no it's it's not it's not like that like betrayal where it's sort of actually space it's a board it's like oh, six okay. by six got or it, something got it, got like that seven by seven i was thinking um, of uh laser riders or wave riders wave riders wave the, riders the board game you have in your room yeah i have I, I think i got it for a secret santa like the first year i was at work uh at planeta with the the studio i work at and i'm trying to remember who got it for me i think it was a guy that doesn't work there anymore and who I never really got to know, but uh, I should thank him if I can remember who it was because it's like, it looks like a box set of VHS tapes, which is what I thought it was when I opened it up. I was like, who, what? Are these like old, like science fiction, like pulp movies or whatever? And then I'm like looking at it I'm like, oh, this is a board game. Like what's going on? <laughs> and so each of the cassette tapes is like a different character like that you can choose from, like a different player. And they just come with these components, these tracks and things that uh let them that are like shaped in different styles and essentially it's just about like placing those tracks in a certain alignment to like get to these like MacGuffin collectible things and you just want to like have all of them or something um but it's similar where it's if your track like touches someone else's then stuff happens like depending on your character it might not matter or it might like send you like in the opposite direction or you might just crash and burn and like have to start over or something like that um, but it was like uh, bound in by the shape of the space we were playing on because there was no like other board. It was just the pieces that come with each character. Uh, so if you're playing on, like a really small table, it's just gonna be like you're gonna like run out and then hit something and die, and like run out again and hit something and die. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but if you have like a really big table, it's kind of like well now we have like a lot of space to run around on, and I'm gonna make some crazy tracks because you leave a trail behind, and if anybody like hits that like it's also dangerous so it becomes kind of like tron rules a yeah, little bit. yeah yeah exactly uh we should play that again that i'm thinking about it and mm -hmm. we have like a bigger table yeah. <laughs> to play it on because we, before we were playing on like a very like yeah like a yard by a yard or something like that It'd be fun to play on like a carpet too or something yeah like that. yeah oh my god like one of those carpets with the streets and stuff on them uh, oh no <laughs> <laughs> your board game carpet yeah oh, that would be great it's a hot wheels car i miss hot wheels yeah. <laughs> um I guess I've been playing, I haven't been playing Laser Riders, that we played that like a year ago probably, um, but I have been playing Overcooked 2 a little bit. I just started, uh, you, you made a face of recognition. <laughs> For the past, like, I don't know how long, me and some of my coworkers have been chipping away at Overcooked 
one mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're so close to the end and we're panicking because we're like we don't know what we're gonna do when it's when we beat it mm-hmm. but we, there's a second one out i know we don't have it at the library oh yet, my god so we're waiting okay well how is the second one is it like how different from the first one not very different there are Just certain quality of life improvements different levels yeah. uh a little bit more juice you can throw stuff Ooh. which is not necessarily a better thing <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it opens up the play space, obviously, and, like, it allows you to optimize even further because, like, you can now chuck stuff across the room to someone and they can catch it and then put it in the bowl. Or you can throw stuff directly onto, like, a countertop surface or a bowl or something like that. So, but you can also, like, throw stuff off the edge of the level or something like that. Um, Or someone could, like, run at it and try and catch it and then miss and then try, you know, it's just another layer, a little bit complex. So you don't need it, I don't think. We haven't needed it yet. We've only gotten through like the first world or, or two maybe. Um, but aside from that, I guess uh, there was some there was some other like nice little perk. Oh, you don't have to um, like when you, when you finish a level, you can just restart it from the end screen of that level instead of going back to the map and then going back into the level, which was really frustrating in the first game. Cause like you would complete it and you would quote unquote win or finish it and you'd get like two stars, but it's like, motherfucker we need three stars mm-hmm. to go to the next one because mm-hmm. we were like short on stars and we want to try we were close that time we want to try it right now but we have to wait for the, the map to load and then we have to pick the level again and wait for the level to load instead of just waiting for the level to load itself so yeah. now you can do that well that is that is a huge improvement <laughs> yeah and that just like it should be even faster the load times still aren't amazing um but uh it definitely makes it easier to like do like one again like just mm-hmm. like keep hammering away at a level because that's like a huge thing about that game is just optimizing your strategy and executing it really well mm-hmm. um did you i remember there was like some there was an ice level that was just fucking impossible uh, yes i i know the, like the floats that are yeah, going, i know like, exactly what yeah, level you're so talking about there's uh i think there's a part on the bottom left like quadrant of the screen and then there's a wall separating it from the top left quadrant of the screen and in like the middle down the middle is like a big river with ice flows and like bisecting the ice the 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 river there's like an ice flow coming down the left side of it and another one coming up on the right side of it and there's like one big spot on the right side of the screen that doesn't have a divider in between uh and like the stuff is just spread out all over the place on this map and you have to like run onto the ice flows and like go across two of them to get to the other one on the other side and then you have to go back across like to get to, to get to the top left half of the screen where you need to serve stuff and oh my god like, we just beat that one like two weeks ago how much screaming was oh involved? so much screaming that like fiona and i've been playing it and that put our relationship to the test <laughs> i am not gonna lie <laughs> it's i we were playing it one day and someone was just watching us play and at one point they went oh this is a cooperative game and i was like because uh, we're all it really makes you mad at the people around yeah. you <laughs> yeah it's it's really tough um and that level probably the hardest in the game like the final boss is not easy to say the least it changes up the formula a bit though so it's just kind of like getting used to the this new style that we're working with here uh but yeah no that ice level was just ridiculous because you're sliding all over the place it's cruel and the way like the the ice that you float on it like doesn't always match up exactly so there's all these little pockets that are made for you to fall Mm -hmm. into the water with like a fully cooked dish of beautiful spaghetti meatballs (laughs) you can't wait to serve it up you just need this one Uh, last order it's about to expire but if you can get it 
you'll get the points and you'll get the third five star. Five seconds on the clock. On five seconds on life. the clock. A tragedy. And you a dash tragedy. a little too soon. And then you just drop the whole thing right into the freezing waters. And you get penalized and it's just horrible. <laughs> and then you feel overcooked. That's why that's <laughs> the title. <laughs> um, but I think that's basically the extent of, of our play space. I'm assuming Smash is still very popular with the library. I just have to like check in with library stuff at this point. Yeah, but it is limited to Friday nights. And weekends or just Friday just nights? Just Friday nights. Wow. Yeah, the Smash ban. Yeah, that's really, interesting. Really taking its toll. Yeah. Um, but most people, I mean, now that it's on the Switch, most people who like really want to play can just bring their right. Switch and play outside the library. Yeah, yeah. Who do you play usually? Uh, with the ultimate, I'm still deciding because my mm -hmm. smash 4 character was zero suit samus okay but i don't feel the same about her in ultimate hmm. interesting so what, I, are there differences or like um i i don't know i I'm just maybe maybe i've yeah, just matured just feels differently <laughs> uh, but we i do love king deity oh my i God. love him i know he's a big boy oh, but yeah we meet and my friends um, he's horrifying too, yeah he is way. horrifying the giant hammer is terrifying he so have you ever done the thing me and my friends did this uh over a winter break where you have you set all the computers at level nine and then mm -hmm. you make a bracket and it's like march madness right. so you make you fill yeah. out your own bracket yeah, and see yeah, who yeah. wins yeah and so when we played king ddd won like I think the whole thing wow. between like we did all the characters. It took us like three days Holy because we do it for like two hours and then we'd like go do something else. So huh. it, it was a long time and I'm pretty positive King DDD won it all. Right. So like the, 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 the tier lists that people have put together for like competitive play, was they, were they even like closely mirrored in this simulation or? I don't, I have not looked at the tier list. There's so many characters, yeah. but I, I, I don't know. That's a good question because the, the computers are like. I feel like a whole different game. Yeah, it's true. Who were, do you remember who like the top four were? Uh, King DDD got far. Um, I think either, it, it was like some, like Corin or something. Hmm. There's <laughs> there just so many characters. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember who else. It was like, there were a couple upsets. Yeah, interesting. Well, I wonder what it would be like if you just did it again or like random yeah, if it times would... and like who actually is the best <laughs> computer player it is it also like mm. if you incorporate final smash or not is like oh a, you know that's like a variable we can't go there but it is it like is <laughs> so so like i don't know i feel like it's like more intense than like the super bowl whenever <laughs> we're all sitting there yeah and like cause... i think our stakes are like the loser buys the winner a shake but we're yeah. still like <gasps> Oh, yeah, oh, so you actually did cheering. put bets and stuff on them. Yeah, yeah. Did anybody, like, pick Deed? Or did everybody, um, like, divide the board and like, I, have their picks? Well, I, like, we had... I just have DDD in my heart, so mm -hmm. I think I had him getting, like, second. So he okay. went pretty far, but I did horrible in, like, every other... Right, right. Uh, during every other match. Like, huh. everyone in my first round was knocked out, Damn. essentially. Um, and the person who won is the person who plays Smash the least, which is really <laughs> funny. She was just like, okay, I'll just fill this out with yeah. whoever I like. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was That's really... honestly how I fill out March Madness brackets, too. I'm like, oh, Xavier, oh, yeah. that's a pretty cool name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, eh, that, I think I've heard of this school before, yeah, so I'll right? probably have an advance pretty far. Hmm. Hmm. Nick, we should look into doing this for, for actual March, because that's coming up. So. Uh, sure, sounds fun. 
Cool. Uh, okay. Well, I feel like that's our show. Emily, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, not particularly. Okay. Okay. Come to the student show at NYU at the end of the year if you want to play my capstone game. Yeah. Um, but I'll definitely have to come. Yeah, it'll be there's it's gonna be huge this year because capstone is so big. How many how many kids are in it? There's like thirty. Two or something. Wow. Yeah. Is it divided into like two different sections or? It's one section, but we need two rooms. So right. it's sort. So it is kind of divided between like the people who only took one semester and the people yeah. who yeah. have taken uh, it before. But yeah, it's a so, big. It's just like a WeWork. Yeah. <laughs> for video games. Yeah. For sweaty video game children. It's, that's essentially <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Wow. I I miss Capstone. It's just so so fertile. <laughs> so it's so, so many because like you walk into that space oh, and so many people are just like really thinking so hard about like their designs and ideas and oh god it was it was great it's true making their uh, magnum opus yeah of college you're, you're like quarter life magnum o yeah it's true <laughs> quarter life magnum o jimmy has put thought into this yeah. <laughs> that's what i was thinking about during capstone <laughs> what am i gonna call this thing and uh, then it ended up being zapper the, the one and only with um, Jimmy Stein. With Jimmy Stein. Jimmy Stein Zapper. <laughs> Quarter Life Magnamo honestly sounds like a crazy euphemism for some inane sect. sect <laughs> <laughs> quarter Life Magnamo. Oh my god. Yeah, we uh, got the Quarter Life Magnamo kids. Oh god. Jeez. Uh, I love walking into that room because it's just oh filled no, with Quarter Life Magnamos. This has been Make Play. <laughs> that Make Play Radio at gmail.com. We have a Twitch stream now. Where we basically just get our asses kicked during Apex and try to like not get salty, uh, which is I think is relatively entertaining. Um, we are, I think it's uh, it, it is make play live on Twitch. You can hit us up there. Um, we don't have a schedule yet. We're feeling it out, but just pop on by, toss us a sub, and uh, you know you get that 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 uh, Twitch email sliding into your inbox when we go live. So yeah, give that a shot. We also are on uh, all the podcasting platforms: your Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Overcast, I think Stitcher, and I'm pretty sure that's about it. And of course, podcasts.com. Yes, the one the and only. OG. The OG. You can also use our RSS link if you know how to use those. Um, let us know if there's other platforms you'd like to see us on, and yeah, we'll get there. But yeah, throw us a sub, and uh, that'd be cool. Thanks. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye. I have and to take a shower after this conversation. <laughs> <laughs>